What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 29 of More Wrestling's podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Morrison. I am joined today by my co-host, Zach Rolf. We're here to give you the better late than never NCAA wrestling recap, as well as the last chance qualifier that just happened this past weekend um, over the last two days. Um, but anyways, what's going on today, Zach? Nothing, man. Got home from work. Decided to talk about some wrestling because I... Uh... I am I'm jacked up, man. We had a great weekend of wrestling this weekend. We had a great weekend of wrestling last weekend. And we have another huge weekend of wrestling next weekend. And it's gonna it's um dude, I'm losing my mind. Yeah, it's it's a fun fun time to be a wrestling guy. You know, obviously we had the NCAAs last weekend. Olympic team trials are coming up next weekend, as well as the New York State tournament. Um unofficial journeyman uh New York State tournament and uh down in Pennsylvania. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. Excited, dude! I can't wait. I got a few kids going. I, I like where I like where everything showed up so far. Um, I, I can't wait for that one either. That's gonna be fun. It feels weird, right? Because like we're not going to Albany, right? But I'm still feeling the nerves, like I'm going to Albany. It's kind of weird. I, I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah, the weird thing for me is like the, the the most of the guys up here have been training at Kenny Courses. You know, we've had a few practices, which I maybe one or two, maybe one practice maybe every other week at uh, Bears then. Um, and, you know, it's only a few guys, but I personally haven't, like, been in the room coaching. I've only done it maybe once since the beginning of the year, if that. And uh, so it just doesn't feel right because they've all been training at the Grainhouse, Kenny Court's Grainhouse, and uh, that's more obviously of a club. It's not like the, the high school season where, you know, you're, you're coaching your own guys and all that stuff. So going down there, of course, there's three or four Governor guys and then, uh, one of my can kids that are down there, but it's still going to be yeah, fun. It's going to be an awesome experience, but it just doesn't seem right. I don't know. Yeah. Down in our area. I mean, I got my club arm spin that work. We're practicing in the barn. I got a few kids practicing with me from section five and um, a couple of <clears> other <throat> schools in the area. And then I know that section five has a couple other clubs practicing and um, it's, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Like you said, it's weird. Cause it's more so like a club state tournament than it yeah. is like a, like a high school state tournament. I know I'm coaching. I'm coaching a kid from Horseheads that um, wrestles for me in the club, but doesn't wrestle for me during the season. And um, I'm actually doing that with a couple of kids from the area. But it's it's definitely weird. Definitely yeah. weird. Yeah, I mean, because after that tournament, we start our season um, April like 19th, 14th, or 19th, one of those days. And uh, so that's kind of like the prelude to our unofficial you know, mini season, the five, six, seven a week season we're going to have up here. So it's kind of weird that we're having the state tournament before. Yeah, um, that is definitely, yeah, yeah I'm sure it's awkward for you guys. Yeah. So uh, we'll get into that probably next episode. Um, yep. So this episode, we're going to talk about the NCAA recap that happened, you know, the last weekend in St. Louis. And then, yeah, no. So kick right off 125, Mr. Uh, no excuses. No ACLs, knocks off Brandon Courtney. 6-0, a little closer than anybody thought until the end of the tur- – like, nobody really thought anything would be close until you heard the interview at yeah. the end of the event, right? Like, it, it's kind of weird. Usually if you see a close match with Spencer, it's like, oh, man, what's wrong with Spencer? Well, this time it's really what's wrong with Spencer, right? I mean, that's that's what came out of this whole event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, so he, he wins the first match by Tech, then he majors, 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 making it to the finals where he wrestled Courtney. But yeah, after that that match, um, you know, in, in that interview, his hat's on backwards. Um, <laughs> he's got some swagger. Yeah, he's got some swagger, right? And 
he says excuses are for wusses and, uh, you know, tells us that he pretty much is wrestling on zero ACLs. He tore the one two years ago uh, against Jack Mueller in the NCAA finals. Tears the other one. I, I think somebody said it was the first match or maybe it was the finals match at Big Tens. Yeah. Um, but, you know, either way, it was within the last two weeks um, before NCAAs. So that's just nuts. It's it's crazy that he, a guy like him can – or just a, a person in general can go through all that stuff and still be the best in the country. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird to also think about the fact that, like, us diehards, right, us doing podcasts and everybody that's all over Twitter all the time, like, we kind of knew something was wrong because we saw, you know, he made that, that comment to Brands in the corner where he said, it's out, it's out, it's blown, right? Everybody's yeah. reading lips on the, on the Big Ten feed, and now he comes out. It's like, yeah, I, I blew out my ACL. And we're like, well, yeah, kind of saw that coming a little bit. Yeah, there was uh so you know he he wrestled Courtney in the finals and I'm I'm not gonna lie I mean obviously Courtney as a three seed I wasn't shocked that he was in the finals but you know he beat Camacho in the quarters he beat Lamont in the semis which again I thought Latona was gonna make it to the semis I thought we were gonna see an ACC semis down there and seeing right. Courtney versus Lamont was kind of pretty cool because you know they both don't come I mean Arizona State yeah they had a national champ you know what 10 years ago nine years ago with uh anthony robles but yeah 2012 right yeah because it was it was uh er, no 2011 it was david taylor's freshman year yes 10 years ago yeah so yeah yeah, because bubba jenkins went yeah so uh yeah it's wild well they also had zahid no i I know that but as far as like lighter weights like i mean they always had the zahid they always have you know they had bubba jenkins um but just they're not necessarily known for the lightweights even though they've got guys like zeke jones as jones. Coach, right <laughs> yeah. you know they've got that coach and uh yeah, it's pretty cool to see and I, of course i'm sure with you know nikki 2021 olympic team um down there training oh. like, that kind of helps out i was i was just about to say that you gotta wonder like if you want if you were watching courtney especially in that spencer match his defense was pretty well i mean the only yeah. thing that he gave up was that little drag go behind kind of thing it, there was no no real leg attacks granted how many shots does Spencer Lee take with no ACLs? True. Um, but that, I mean, the one the one position where everybody's like, oh, hey, we know something's wrong was when Courtney snapped him onto his face, right? Because he didn't, he couldn't step forward and brace on his legs, so he just kind of went down right onto his face, and it looked very, very Soriano hand-fighting kind of thing there, in my opinion. So my, my notable thing from uh, this weight was, obviously, with the, besides Spencer Lee winning it with zero ACLs, is Camacho, who I was high on all year, he didn't even All-American. So Yeah, man, that sucked. I love Camacho. I like watching him yeah. wrestle. And uh, after he beat Jack Mueller last year, everybody was like, man, this guy's going to be the real deal. And, I mean, every, not many people didn't have him as a lock for, for a four-time All-American going forward, and here we go, and he didn't place this year. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Carnell from West Virginia had a good tournament as well. Yeah, I mean that was that was the other point that people pointed at with Spencer, right? Cardinelli took him down two times. Yeah, twice. Twice yeah. in one match, and then you know I, I don't remember what I was listening to, but I heard somebody was like, maybe that's why Cardinelli placed is because he got those two takedowns on Spencer, and it got, yeah, maybe he got majored or tacked, whatever it ended up being, but he ended up having that confidence after after taking down Spencer Lee, and it's like, man, if I could take down Spencer Lee twice, I, none of these guys are beating me, and then he just kind of goes on a run from that that point forward. 
Yeah, he beat Surt and he beat Foley, and then he beat Camacho in the blood round. Um, so yeah. yeah, it was he had a good run in the backside for sure. Uh, um, and then we have the one the one more piece of that is you know Eric Barnett uh, did not place at Big Tens. Right. He lost to Robert Howard, and then he comes out at NCAs and just parties on people, gets on the podium. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's that's another thing where we said the Big Tens at one twenty five was crazy all year. Um, I think people kind of discredit. That, that I, I mean, they think maybe it's a, you know, Pat Glory said it's not the, the, the greatest of weights, but in a sense it might be, you know, Camacho beat Mueller, right, uh, last year. Mueller was in the NCAA Finals a few years ago, right? Yeah, no, that's um, for sure. I mean, and he doesn't even All-American, all so um, just there's a lot of parity in the weight, and uh, I think, you know, two through, maybe three through um, ten was, you know, it could be anybody's game. But yeah, I know. How much does the weight class change, right? I mean, you throw in the you throw the um, Ivies back in. I mean, then you're throwing in Kolioko, you're yep. throwing in Edo, you're throwing in Glory. I mean, at that point, Sam Latona's not on the not on the podium at this point. Yeah. In my opinion, right? I think Kolioko is better than those guys, those other guys in the bracket. He's the one guy that I could see maybe being in that five through eight area, right? Where you got you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's Spencer, it's Vito, it's uh, Glory and. I think you could throw Courtney up there. I don't think he's ready to beat any of those three, but I mean that's fourth place. That's the top four spots, and then Colioco, Lamont, and Latona fighting it out for the last three. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, so we had a one-year guy that was in this uh, weight class. That was uh, Micah Rose. He was our guest on um, about a week before NCAA's. He ended up going to one and two, uh, which was a great, you know, a great showing I think for his true freshman campaign so yeah, i mean obviously he had brandon courtney in the first match right that's right national finalist but in the backside he beat the iowa state kid uh before falling to lane again uh the lehigh guy that he wrestled at eiwas so yeah he'll get better yeah. good experience for him i mean last year he was taking seventh at eastern states yeah true that's and, and good here call. he is at the ncaa division one tournament yeah good call totally forgot about that it's, it's crazy to think about that. He took seventh at a high school tournament last year, and now he's at the NCAA tournament. Like, I don't care what anybody says. That's a huge, huge improvement. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, moving up to 133, uh, it's kind of the match that we all were expecting, um, Dayton Fix versus RBY. But, you know, DeSanto gave Fix some problems in the semis. You know, it was a 3-2 win for Fix. Um and you know, DeSanto had a great tournament, right? He he wrestled yeah. back and he got picked up a lot of bonus points for the team, took third place. So, had RBY lost a fix, DeSanto would have scored the same amount of points as RBY. Yeah, it, as the third place guy. I would like to see DeSanto just down. Obviously, RBY has beaten him twice in the last year, but um, you know, I I, I, I want to see that match again. I think RBY's got his number. I don't. He, he I don't probably know. does. Probably I don't does, think but that matchup is not good for DeSanto at this point anymore. I just think RBY knows how to beat him, and he's he's renting some space in his forehead. Talking about RBY though, and Fix, um, that takedown attempt that Fix took, right, the, the far side that? high crotch, whatever it was, he did not need to take that. That was awful. Yeah, it, awful. It was, like, I don't know what he was feeling. Here's what I'm thinking. We talked about it in the preview show, where you know the one thing I said, the reason I picked RBY was because the way Dayton Fix hand fights plays right into the way that RBY likes to score and set up his offense. Mm-hmm. If you looked at the shot attempt, RBY, or, sorry, Dayton Fix was on the inside tie on the left, 
and he went to go shoot here. Well, RBY had the outside tie. I'm thinking maybe he felt like he had to take that shot or he was going to get thrown by. That's only that's the only yeah, thing I can think of as to why he would have taken that shot there. Yeah, I so I was watching the finals with probably 10, 15 other governor people and uh we kind of just went wild cuz you know Penn State's been a thing and people were Penn State fans and like to see that RBY one. But uh we were kind of just in shock that Fix took that shot that he did, you know, yeah. I, I just think it was an unneeded shot, and uh, it obviously bit him in the ass in the in, in the end. So it didn't even look like a real shot. It was yeah, no. it was a half shot. He took a half, half shot. shot. Yeah. Was he You're worried not- about stalling? I don't. He had no warnings or anything at that point. Speaking of stalling, terrible stall calls. I they were that was ridiculous. They should not have hit RBY that many times. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I was kind of shocked that they hit him that many times, but they hit him for stalling, and then like 15 seconds later. The action takes them out of bounds, and they have RBY for stalling again, like within 15 seconds. I just didn't. I, the way they're calling these out of bounds rules are absolutely ridiculous, and that was an example, for, in my opinion, of where it's wrong. I mean, if you're gonna have a, if you're gonna have an out of bounds rule, just give them a step out. It's it's easier for the refs. It's way easier for the fans to understand that if somebody goes out of bounds, somebody's scoring a point. But right now, it's if somebody goes out of bounds, all the fans, especially the casual fans, are like, "What? Well, what just happened? Like, why is my guy losing?" We obviously know what's happening, but like even us who watch wrestling for a living at this point, right, are yeah. like, what's the ref gonna call? Is he gonna call action? Is he gonna call stalling on the guy backing out? Is he gonna call stalling on the guy pushing him out? It shouldn't be that way, especially for diehard fans. I mean, even flow. I mean, you look at the flow wrestling guys or or the Matt Scout guys. Like they're even like they don't know what's gonna be called by the ref. They know what they think should be called. Right. Yeah, and it's kind of and it's not a knock on either thing, but it's kind of like freestyle where sometimes you're not understanding of what the ref's going to call because some of it's judgment. And those stallings have kind of turned into, in a way, judgment because you see you see out of bounds get called so many different times um, in so many different ways, I mean. So, yeah, it's obviously not something that you necessarily want to see, but obviously if they are using the out of bounds, you know, there's a fine line. I, I don't know where – I'm sure there's going to be a few – changes in the rules um yeah well there was i mean there was a there's a few rules proposed and one of them is a it's a two foot step out so two full feet out of bounds counts as a as a point which was proposed for this year i I guess the coaches are voting on it probably as we speak at this point um but it's definitely being talked about and i I want it i hope it i hope it happens the only thing people are worried about with it is the continuation right the way freestyle is continuation yeah. How are they going to incorporate that in the in the folk style? I think it's pretty easy. I mean, you just mark who. All right, this guy stepped out. I'm going to hold the one out, and then once action stops or they go out of bounds, there's your one point. Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a uh, you know a challenge getting used to it um, as far as ref and and table work and all that stuff. But uh, I think in the long run, it's gonna it's gonna benefit the sport. You gotta imagine it'll be easier than what they have now. Yeah. You would it would make sense that it would be, but hard telling, not knowing. I mean, yeah. it would be nice to see some kind of trial um, in the fall tournament or like in a, you know, beginning yeah. of the month. You know, next year, whether it's a tournament in November or whatever, yeah. maybe at the All Star Classic, they you know, they've done it in the past. Rule yeah, changes. they did the uh, the let them up and don't give up a don't give up right. an escape point thing free escape point. point. Yeah, which I used to be on board for that. I'm not anymore. But. No. Let's get back on track. I got yeah. a side to 
little bit. Yeah, so uh, t- two other New York guys wrestled in this weight class, uh, Zach Redding and Sean Carter. Sean Carter went one and two. So, uh, yeah, New York was represented at this weight as well. Moving up to 141. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, this was this was a fun weight class. I think everybody knew this was going to be one of the best options or one of the best yeah. um, top heavy weight classes. Right? I think the top four here were head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, and, I mean, if you look at the results, top three was head and shoulders above everybody else, right? Um, yeah, true. Nick Lee came out and, and did his did his thing, right? He, he kept the pace heavy. He kept Jaden Ironman uncomfortable. He stayed off the bottom, which was his issue at Big Tens, and he got a Chenzo-like inside trip for the dub. Yeah, so obviously Ironman, um, yeah, he had the tech. He did have a close decision over Matthews, but he had a pin-pin, you know, going into the finals. And, you know, that was that pumped me up. You know, his pin over Wilson, um, make it to the finals, punch another Hawkeye to the finals. But in the finals, he just looked, he looked flat. And it's not a knock on Lee. Um, it's just more so uh, Ironman, like, like he was, I don't even know how to explain it. Like he just looked flat. Explain it. He was on Twitter all morning. Yeah, no, I, I think he might, might, you know, talk too much and not, you know, worry about the task at hand. Right. Um, yeah. that, that's probably does have something to do with it, but he just, he looked flat, I think. And, uh, it wasn't the same Ironman that we're used to seeing. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the. I'm not one of those guys that are like, oh, you can't be on social media. You have to concentrate on, you know, what you're doing. But the day of the finals, like, you shouldn't be just tweeting all day long. Like, right. You know, the, a week out, you know, a few days before, whatever. Do your thing. Talk to people. You know, you you gotta get your mind off it somehow. Yeah. Right. But day of, and all you're doing all day long is tweeting. Like concentrate on your match concentrate or get away from wrestling if anything i know that's what i do my right. kids in the finals of a tournament i say go go get out of the venue go eat go do something crazy i think one year who i was listening to somebody and somebody literally went and watched a movie they went to the movie theaters and watched a movie before the ncaa finals like just to get their minds off of it I'm yeah just, uh i think i think it was mitch clark he went like to yes. the mall or he went to the mall or in uh you know went somewhere before yeah. the finals no i just I don't know. I mean, I'm not Jaden Ironman. I'm not right. brands. I don't know what's best for them, but yeah. it seems like that probably wasn't the best approach at that point. Yeah, I know. I agree. Um, but talking about this weight in the backside, uh, Wilson, you know, did his thing that he always does in March, and that's, you know, put on a show, right? He obviously got pinned by Ironman in the semis, but he came back on the backside. Um, he beat Chad Red 12-1, to 1, and then he majored uh, Rivera. So, you know, he picked up two majors in the backside. He looked good. He was just – he was living on the kids, the guy's legs. He gave him no chance to breathe. And, I mean, if we were watching the match, Tariq was was up quite a bit. I think he was up four or five points, and then Sebastian's at this point just trying to go up her body and find yeah. something to do. And Tariq just sweep single, sweep single, sweep single, sweep single, all, the whole match. And, I mean, I don't, I don't know what it is. Rivera definitely looked better um, down at 133, and I'm not saying he's too small because he looks pretty. He looks average size. I wouldn't say he's a big 41, but yeah, um, I think he did mention that he's going down 33, right? I heard that somewhere. I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen it confirmed, but yeah, I definitely true. heard that. Yeah, um, that's true. I, I don't know where I saw it either. I thought for some reason it was him that posted it, but again, <clears throat> I didn't see it. 
I didn't screenshot it so I could look at it again later. Um, yeah, no, I just I definitely heard that though. I definitely heard somebody said he was thinking about going back on a 33. I'm wondering if he just went 41 this year, hoping that Suriano would come back. Right. Give him a training partner or like just you know that one-two punch down at you know 33, or even even if it was to give uh, Al- uh, Alvarez. Alvarez. Uh, and I mean, yeah. he missed weight at Big Tens. Maybe the plan is just for them to swap now. Yeah, true. That's a good point. I mean, you um, throw Rivera down at thirty-three, though. I mean, what's he finishing? I mean, I guess you could. I guess you could say he could finish. I guess you could win that, right? I mean, he beat RBY last year. I just think RBY is a different. Yeah, our RBY is a different guy this year. Yeah, way different guy. Yeah, and I don't think he's. So he would probably be down the the, the low side, right? Rivera or uh. Myers might be four seed, Santo fifth, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think he gets by RBY. So. I don't think so either. So a few other New York guys that were in this bracket as well: Lane Peters of Army and Vinny Vespa of Hofstra. So two New York guys again oh, represented. Tariq Wilson showed up NCAs again. I know, I just want to point that out. He just, yeah. he just shows up. He just shows up there. Yeah. People up and then goes home. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it was kind of the same Tariq we saw a few years ago, right? That yeah. wrestled uh, Gross, I think, in the semis. Yeah. Was it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, he, he looked good. And uh, that, that's t- t- the Tariq we're used to seeing. Um, you know, last year he didn't have the greatest of years, um, you know, during the season. Whatnot. This year, obviously, it was tough all year. And yeah. uh, he had a good good tournament finishing third. So. I hope he can get on top of that podium one of these days. It'd be nice. I mean. Moving up. 149. Mm. This hurt my soul. Yeah, I, I so thought of you. <laughs> I was so, so upset, man. I was so mad. I remember I was sitting there and we're, we're at, we're at uh, one of our, you know, club members' uh, houses and we got a group of Arnspin kids there and everybody else is all excited for Austin, Austin O'Connor and I'm the only guy going for Sammy. And he gets in on that shot and he, and he gets that far foot. And I jump up screaming, that's two, and I'm freaking out. And everybody's just, like, looking at me, and they're all like, I don't know. And turns out it was not. It was, but it wasn't. Yeah, I thought – I think it was funny because well, – I mean, whether he had, like, you're supposed to have the, the foot, the heel, the laces, whatever. Um, you know, Jordan Oliver said something. Obviously, he was defending O'Connor, but – He's his training partner. Right, but O'Connor – Got a takedown, not a takedown on Logan Seaver, Ohio State kid. And uh, now they called it. I mean, that now that's a takedown because of him, right? Right. Because he got screwed. So now Sasso getting screwed, um, and now he's defending O'Connor. Obviously, he's de- defending O'Connor, but, you know, it's I, – yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. That's two. I don't care. That's two. Uh, it'll be two for the rest of life. Just like it should have been two for JR. I mean, it shouldn't have, but it should have been. Right. right. I mean, at the time, the rule said it wasn't. They changed the rule the following year to say it was. And Funny, funny thing about uh, that J.O. versus Steber match, to get off topic just a few, um, we were sitting in the Ohio State fan section that year, and, <laughs> and and we were way up in the nosebleeds. And I was like maybe five seats, six seats away from Logan Steber's parents. Ooh. And uh, so after he won, he came up. He uh, hung out with his parents. Tom Ryan came up. Uh, Tommy Rollins came up. Um, they were all just, you know, thanking everybody that were, you know, sitting in the stands. Cause the Ohio state fan section, I think that year might've had like 50 people in it. Like oh, wow. it, there were, and it was in the nosebleeds. Right. So it was kind of weird to see like them go from that year to obviously a few years later, they were national champs. And, uh, 
yeah, it was weird just look, thinking back on it. Um, because after that match, Tom Ryan came up and watched the finals in the nosebleeds with the, the fans. So that's pretty awesome. That, <laughs> see, that's what I mean. That's that's big reason why I'm a I'm a big Ohio State fan is Tom Ryan's just he's just a really good, genuine dude. And yeah, um, watching the flow film that did on him back I don't know how long it was a while back ago, but that's kind of what transitioned to me to be like, yeah, I, I want to root for this team. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm still going to have Cornell in my heart, but, right, you know, I just got to – I like Ohio State for that reason exactly. Yeah, I've got his book up on my uh, my, my shelf up there, bookshelf. So, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a great dude, and uh, I'm passionate about Ohio State. You know, I'm, I'm a fan of theirs. I got the uh, Ohio State poster over there on my wall of, you know, when John Clark wrestled and they took third or fourth at the national tournament in the early 2000s. So, um, yeah, the big thing with Ohio State, though, is – Tervell's leaving. That's weird, right? Oh, no. And then Miles Martin obviously is going to Scarlet Knight Wrestling Club. And then you obviously – You lose Kyle. Yeah. You lose Tervell. You lose Miles. And Gas Tank freaking Gary. Gas Tank Gary. Biggest <sighs> biggest loss of the whole thing. I think so too, yeah. We um, lost Olympic champion Kyle Snyder, and I'm more mad about Gas Tank Gary. Uh, yeah, me too. I mean, he's, he's going to make wherever he goes an electric place. Um, obviously a gas, gas station. Yeah. Um, maybe in the South, you know, I don't know. I don't know where he's going to head. I have no, I have no, I have no clue. Yeah. I didn't know who he was before last year. So <laughs> whoever, uh, whoever picks him up, they're going to have their attendance increase by no less than 2000 people next year. Oh, for sure. And then, and then their gas prices are going to go down. So true. That's a win-win. <laughs> uh, so anyways, getting off topic, 149, we had a few other New York guys that um, wrestled. Uh, Greg Gaxliola of Hofstra, he went 2-2. Two and two, And PJ Ugonzania of Army also went 2-2. Two and two. So Before we hop off this, we got to, we got, we got to take a second to talk about Fresno and Stanford. Um, Kyle Parko, Fresno State, huge, huge story this weekend. Nobody, including myself, had any clue this dude was going to do anything this weekend. I, I think I had him going 1-2. and two. And, you know, not, not doing much. And he comes out and he just balls out for Fresno State. Um, I believe he was 17 seed. He beat P.J. Ogunsanya in the in the first round. Then he wrestled Sammy Sasso about better than anybody other than Austin O'Connor. I mean, he was he was up by one with, what, 14 seconds left? And yeah. Sammy makes something happen with a danger rule takedown. And. Some people are arguing that that was questionable that Parker should have won that match. I mean, I'm not one of those people, but <laughs> I definitely had some uh, Twitter exchanges about that match. Yeah, it was uh, it was good to see. Like, I had him going one and two, or uh, one and one, one and two, whatever. Um, I, I had him losing the first match to PJ because I thought PJ had a good yeah. tournament, right? That's or a good I season. Be on the podium. Yeah, and I, I yeah, I predicted him to be on the podium. I think, and you know, Parko comes out and. He puts Fresno on the map, um, you know, gives them, which the, the, it might be their last All-American. And uh, yeah, it sucks to see, but it was good to see Fresno and Stanford having a good, uh, you know, good tournament at this weight with uh, yeah. Abbas placing as well. Yeah. Yep. All right. Steve Stanford wrestling, moving up. Steve's, yeah, that was, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that once again. Yeah, we'll get, yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Go ahead. Sort of. Yeah, so uh, at 157, we have uh, – Car of Iowa State picking up the win over Jesse Delvecchia. Shout out New York. Um, I talked to Jesse Delvecchia 
not really talk to him. I sent him an Instagram message. I was like, yo, you should be on more wrestling podcasts. We, we got to get this story out. You didn't even win a New York state title. And here you are in the uh, NCAA finals. Pretty wild. He's got a great story. I mean, he literally quit wrestling four, yeah. three years ago. He transferred out of Binghamton and here he is at Ryder and yep. one national finalist. And the owner of the biggest upset of the tournament, in my opinion. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I was at <clears throat> I was at a buddy's house for the semis, um, another place somewhere in Governor, and uh, <clears throat> the bathroom was like right next to the living room. And I, I just walking there, and I shouldn't have known Jesse Delvecchi is on top right now. And <laughs> I, I get there, and they're like, "Holy shit!" You know, he just went he just went Jesse Jansen on this dude. And I'm I, like, yes. I said, "If you're a Sulphur County guy and your name's Jesse, you're probably good with the crab ride." <laughs> and yeah, Jesse Delvecchia pins Ryan Deacon to advance to the finals. Wild upset because I mean, obviously, over eighty percent of the people had Deacon. You know, probably ninety percent of the people had Deacon in the finals. You know, over eighty had him winning it, right? Um, yeah. I uh, everybody's gonna everybody's gonna look at me like, oh no, you're just backtracking. But I I was this close. I I had the thought in my head after the quarterfinals, and we saw Deacon struggle there. Um, and then we saw how, I mean, Delvecchia, I mean, obviously Bergie got hurt, right? But Delvecchia was looking good alternate. I was this close from making a video and posting it on the Facebook page. Delvecchia is going to beat Deacon tonight. But then I was like, man, I, I tooled on Jimmy for calling out about Marinelli. And, like, yeah. I look stupid about that. Like, I don't want to try to look stupid on both things. So uh, I didn't end up doing it. But I, I, I definitely I had it. I knew. I don't know what it was, but I knew that day Delvecchia was beating Deacon. Yeah, um, I, I've, I've got to admit, and I, I'll admit it when he comes on for an episode, you know, I, I kind of slept on him a little bit just because he didn't have that schedule where he was challenged too much during the year. And uh, obviously he was four seed at last year's NCAAs. It didn't happen. I just, uh, you know, didn't know what to expect this year. And, yeah, after he – I mean, he, he injury defaulted over Brady, but uh, I don't know. I, I think – I think that was a great match with him and Deacon and, you know, just, just pinning him was, was crazy. It, it kind of reminded me in a sense, but, the, uh, you know, the Lister over um, Jesse Dong um, a few years yeah. ago, 10 years ago, whatever it was, just, just that like big small school um, picks up a big win advances and, uh, you know, makes it to the finals. Lister didn't make it to the finals, but, you know, right. he made it to the semis, but just that comparison. Um, it was nuts. Uh, no, 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 another notable thing in this weight, though, Ja'Cory Teamer, um, he wins five straight in the Russellbacks to advance to the Conti Finals, where he lost to Deacon. But that match against Hidley, um, that's the tournament. Yeah, Hayden Highly, he was what is it like, fourteen to ten at the end of the first something? I don't even know. Yeah, it was, was insane. It ended up being eighteen to an eleven. So yeah, yeah, I mean, he uh, unreal match of the tournament, hands down. Yeah, and I mean, talking about that, Hayden Hydley's match, I think it was his fifth and sixth place match. I think it was against Lee. The first, like, 30 or 40 seconds, he just went out balls of fury, right? Um, yeah. Went to this, to this, to this, a bunch of different setups and finally got the takedown. But uh, I, I just listened to <clears throat> Pack Mentality's podcast, and Hayden said he was going to 174 next year. So yeah. pretty wild. Uh, about bulk job going on up the, over there in uh... – state or nc state man that's yeah raleigh raleigh's uh he's gonna live off the southern comfort i think and you know bulk up (laughs) he made he made the comment um that's been really hard to hold 57 um yeah you gotta think he was doing it for the team 
right? I mean, you got the Bullards at fifty or sixty-five and seventy-four. You got to think he was holding down for them. And and if you're coming back for that last year where you didn't expect to have it, you got to think. I mean, Mueller said the same thing to to um, um, Garland at Virginia. He said if they give me a year after last year get got canceled, he said I'm not cutting weight. Right. I'm not going down twenty-five. I'm going to be a thirty-three pounder. And that's you got to think that's what Hydley's doing. He probably went to Pat. Pat said, "Hey, come back. Let's do another year. We got, we can do it." And he goes, "I'll come back, but I'm not cutting weight again." Yeah, he said it was kind of on his um, terms. You know, he's gonna <clears throat> kind of be a player coach, right? He's not gonna be the 24 year old hanging out with uh, the freshman on the team, right? He, uh, you know, he's kind of in a weird role where he, he said he doesn't want to be a captain, right? He said he wants his brother to be a captain. He wants, uh, you know, Camacho and whoever else to be captains, and uh, he's just kind of the the, the coach of the team in a sense. Um, he, but can, yeah. he can not be a captain all he wants. Everybody on that team is looking up to him. No, absolutely. Um, Gwiz probably looks up to that guy. Let's be honest now. I think he, I think he even said that. Yeah. Gwiz probably tweeted that. Right. But right. that just kind of speaks to who Hayden is and uh, the, the room that NC state is kind of creating. So I thought that was cool. Um, I think there was another New York guy at this weight. Uh, there's several New York guys at this weight. Marcus Hartman army went two and two. Um, Michael Petit of Buffalo went one and two, which he had a nice win in the Russellbacks. His first match, or his win was uh, Chase Aldate, Michigan yeah. State. That was kind of shocking to see on my part. Um, Parker Cropman went one and two, and Holden Heller also wrestled in this weight. So, you know, New York had, what, six guys in this weight. They were well represented. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, we had two All Americans. So, pretty sweet. Yeah. Two All Americans going back to Long Island. Let's go, New York. Yeah. Moving up though, 165. Now we get to talk about save, keep Stanford wrestling. You know, keep Stanford wrestling. See, that's that's my biggest gripe with them so far. Yeah. They can't make up their mind. I see it everywhere. I saw Willie tweet out save save Stanford wrestling. I saw multiple tweet out keep multiple wrestling or Stanford wrestling. I don't know which one I'm doing. I'm tweeting both of them at this point because I don't know which one I'm supposed to be tweeting. <laughs> well, you know, whoever the the keep Stanford wrestling like Jason Borelli or whoever runs that that Twitter account. Um, that's the one you should be tweeting about. I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure it's keep, right? That's what's on their shirt. Yeah, the, the shirts say keep Stanford. I bought two. Yeah, of I think it says save Fresno wrestling and keep Stanford wrestling. But um, and anyways, uh, you know Shane Griffith, he comes out, wins a national title, um, all black singlet. You know that was awesome to see. You know as the eighth seed, that was so powerful the whole weekend. I mean ESPN blew it up. I yeah. think. I think the black the black singlets made a huge difference, and I don't think at the end of the day, unfortunately, I don't think it's gonna make any difference. I hope it does, right? But I think the decisions made. I mean, I, um, Lauren Burroughs just put out a graphic um, about the money situation and how like the administration is making almost seventy one million dollars, mm-hmm. and it's like you're cutting programs cutting opportunities for student athletes so you can buy your vacation home like yeah right come on now this doesn't yeah. make any sense yeah no i i saw the graphic too before we came on and i didn't read it yet um i looked into it a little bit but you know the chant that they had when that challenge which it was kind of a weird challenge but that challenge they had um that chant was so powerful and just to think like what's there 3500 fans in the stands if that place was rocking with 19,000 or whatever they, uh, that place holds. Um, that would have been so cool. That, yeah, I, would, I, I mean, I get chills thinking about it, and I couldn't imagine. I mean, that I should have brought this up at 33, but, like, that was one of my biggest problems, right? Like, 
I'm watching the finals and you see the the camera pan right, and there's empty seats everywhere. Yeah, it was, it, it was depressing. Man, I remember being in this arena and my whole body shaking from from Bo Nickel pinning Miles Martin and uh-huh. Yanni winning without an ACL, and I'm up in the Cornell section going nuts with everybody here. Or Max Dean knocks off Miles Martin. Poor Miles Martin, right? <laughs> but yeah. Man, no. And then you're watching, and, and then you hear the chances of, of Stanford wrestling, and it's like, it's it's awesome and powerful, but it's also disturbing because there's no, there's not that that place should have been going nuts. Yeah, it, it would have. I just kind of thought of it because, like I said, I was at um, somebody's bar that was up the street from my house, and uh, it, that guy's son was the state champ. I watched it with two of the governor coaches and their families, and we had about 20, 25 people in there. They all knew the story, you know. Everybody shared it on Facebook. Um, Shane Griffith. Uh, and once he was gotten ready to talk in the interview, you know, we were like, shut up, like, just shut up. We got to listen to this right. interview. And it was just a powerful interview because obviously Shane Griffith, he attends Stanford. He's a smart dude, right? Absolutely, His yeah. um, vocab was there. And like, it wasn't just like a, you know, a jock kind of interview. Um, you know, it was a well-spoken interview and, you know, he, he didn't really bash Stanford. He just said, you know, the emails and the numbers are out there. If, if you want to do your part, you know, send him an email give him a call. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was an awesome interview on top of his office, awesome performance. So. Yeah, no, it was all, all weekend. The whole story was, it was Shane Griffith and AJ Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so a few other New York guys at this weight, Jake Silverstein, uh, Evan Barzak and Ricky Stam. Yo, I got a bone to pick before we move on. Yeah, let's do it. I got a bone to pick Tom Ryan, buddy. I know we just complimented you. I, it might have been Bo Jordan. I don't know who it was. But who told Ethan Smith to take bottom in the second period? It was the second period. You so chose sweet. bottom against Jake Wenzel in the second period? Why? I don't care if he deferred to you. It's Jake Wenzel. Might be the best guy in the country on top. And you pick, well, outside, save, you know, Spencer Lee. But, man, like, why would you take bottom there? That makes zero sense. I, uh... In the, the reverse, like the the backtrack on that, Wenzel's first match against Evan Barzak, I didn't watch the match. I was working that day. But uh, a big thing on Twitter, I think, especially was, obviously it was a 1-0 win, and people were kind of saying it was a little controversial. I, I don't know. I didn't watch the match. But uh, I, I can't even explain the situation, I guess. But uh, I, And I saw it again yesterday um, that Wenzel probably might not have should have won that match. I don't know. Yeah, it was definitely, man. That was that was a close call for sure. Um, yeah, I, I can't speak to that one as well, but yeah. So I it was just something I'll throw out there. Ethan Smith scored a takedown in the first period, and you picked bottom. Yeah, no, that was definitely. Down. <clears throat> yeah, and it was you know Ethan Smith. I some of us predicted him to be in the semis, right? Um, I think I had Valencia. I had Smith in the finals, I think. I I think you did, yeah. I did. I had Smith in the finals. I had Wenzel in the finals, obviously. He was so close. It it was funny. I was on a a Zoom call with with, um, uh, the Inside Trip guys. I don't know if you listen to that podcast. Yeah, I do. Um, But Brandon Olliger was on there, and they're obviously big Ohio State fans too. And um, he was was so mad. They were like, we're both going nuts. Like, why did he take bottom? It made no sense, man. It was, uh, it was awful. Um, yeah, I don't sucks even know. to see as a Ohio State fan. Going to pick that was awful. That being said, Keegan O'Toole is a monster. He's going to be a freak. Yeah, 
time. He made a he made a mental mistake with Jake Wenzel. I think he I actually I think he's better than Jake Wenzel. Um, I just think he made a mistake. He went into Jake Wenzel's wheelhouse with that head outside high crotch and uh, got cradled up. He almost it almost looked like he purposely got cradled. Like he's comfortable there. Right. Uh, I mean, you saw a lot, a lot of guys like to get cradled and they sit through and like catch on your back, but you're not doing that against Jake Wenzel. No, yeah. I mean, Keegan O'Toole, obviously, the, the freshmen, especially from like Keegan O'Toole up, um, they, oh, yeah. they had strong performances, right? Uh, Ferrari, Poznanski, uh, just the freshmen looked good this past weekend at the NCAAs. Yeah, for sure. Um, Moving on up to 174, uh, Carter Strocky, Strocky, Strocky. He gets the win over Chem Dog. Broke my heart to see as an Iowa fan. Not something like you wanted him. to see. Hurt my feelings too. I like Kemmer. I but I mean I like I like Starochi too. Yeah. I hear he's going seventy four kilos. Interesting. I heard that. I don't know how true it is. I kinda wish I would have saw Kemmer at, at at last chance. That'd have been fun, but Yeah. I, I mean obviously you, you I think you texted me this morning. I just saw it again before. Uh you know, Iowa has no guys at the Olympic team trials. Yeah, well, well, Hawkeye Wrestling Club. We can't say Haw- Hawkeye. yeah, Hawkeye Wrestling Club. So but Gilman is technically yeah, yeah. Hawkeye. Gilman. He was he was <laughs> cheering against Kemmer, dude. I, I don't. Did you see that video on Instagram? Yeah, I did. I loved it, dude. I loved every second of that video. That was great, man. You yeah. had, um, I think it was Nolf's Nolf's girlfriend and, and Gilman were going absolutely wild every time. Every time a, a Penn State guy was up, it was they were going insane. I imagine that had to hurt your heart as an Iowa fan. You know, if it's against, if it's a Penn State guy against um, Ohio State, Oklahoma State, whoever, good on you, man. I, I mean, it, it, good on you, anyways. I guess because right, you're you're training. You you gotta like, you can't be, you know, two faced. I guess when you're at a, a place where you're training at and it's your new home, but yeah. to watch you cheering that hard against a guy that you helped train and helped, you know, kind of mentor when you were at Iowa, it's just like screw you, dude. Like. I hope you. Yeah, I, mean, I hope Suriano f's you up. You know, <laughs> I mean, I took the, I took that personal. You know, I bet you did. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching. Did you watch the interview with Mass Scouts afterwards with Starochi too? No. So Starochi no. actually said in the interview that Gilman taught him. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I saw that move. on Twitter, but uh, yeah. I didn't read into it too much. Yeah, he, he taught him to move the beat camera when yeah. he taught camera how to do the move in the first place. Yeah, a little that snake. Was, yeah, I mean, I get it. So, like, yeah. I mean, I had a similar situation. Not a super similar situation, but, like, obviously I was coaching at Elmira for a while, and then I went to Corning and um, drew with him, right? He was – his junior year, he wrestled against Devin Woodworth, who uh, – multiple-time state place finisher. But he was, one, he was one of my guys at my club that I trained for years, and I had, I, had to, I had to teach Drew how to beat him, right? I mean, Drew – I mean, Devin was locked for a wild card to states, and Drew had to win sectionals if he wasn't going. And yeah. I mean, I had to. It kind of hurt my heart a little bit because Devin, Devin was one of my one of my favorite kids to ever work with, and I had to, I had to like specifically game plan Drew to beat him, and I mean we did it, but it definitely hurt for a while. I felt bad. I felt <laughs> yeah. real bad. It's the same boat. I mean, I I coached modified um, at Governor, and then when I went to Canton Varsity, I coached against the kids that I coached in modified. So, and I I knew those kids when they were young, just just being around a small, you know, wrestling town like we are in, but uh. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. It it sucked, but I I wasn't Gilman excited, I guess. But whatever. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I wasn't I wasn't Gilman excited either. I mean, I I definitely enjoyed the win when we got the win, but you know when it's if 
I saw it crying on the mat, and I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. Like, I, yeah. you know, Better whatever. Sweet. Whatever. You got to do what you got to do sometimes. Uh, so, I got to bring this up. We're talking about 174. Bernie Truax over Luke. Logan Massa. You nailed it. Called it. You nailed it. Yeah. Dude, I was like, come on. What the heck? Yeah, I was pumped, man. I was like, yeah, and I, I that was another one. Um, I think that happened on Thursday. Yeah, Thursday night. So uh, that was another one. I I didn't get to watch it. I was working. I got done at Friday morning, and I, I looked it up. That was like the first thing I looked up: Truax versus Massa, and bam, called it. Yeah, it, it put me in a good mood the whole day. That's nuts. I yeah. I was not. I didn't think anybody outside of. Kemmerer, Starochi was beating Massa. Maybe Labo, Labiola. Like those, those were your four guys, in my opinion. And here comes yeah. Bernie, Bernie Truax. And, and it didn't him. happen once. It happened twice. You beat him in the he constant did. semis. You beat him twice. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that was pretty sweet. It was good to see that, too, because it's Cal Poly, right? I mean, the, the yeah. West Coast doesn't get the loving um, that they, they deserve. And, I mean, Cal Poly, I guess, isn't the, the program Michigan is. But <clears throat> good to see a young guy like Bernie Truax have some success. Uh, a few other guys that wrestled at this weight for New York, Jake Logan, uh, Jake Nolan, and I think that's it. Yeah, I think that was it too. Oh, no, uh, P- Pasuk, Pasuk, uh, Puziak, uh, no. uh, Army kid. Yeah, he, he was. Uh, he went one and two at this weight as well. Yeah. Actually, so Jake Nolan, Puziak, and uh, Jake Logan um, all won matches. So it's good to see oh, the Bearcat pick up a one-two. Moving, Moving up, up to 84. Take it away. So, this ma- th- this way was fun. Um, it was very deep, but I think everybody kind of had an idea it was going to be Brooks, um, at least in the finals. I think everybody kind of had an idea that maybe somebody could knock him off, but for the most part, he was definitely the, the favorite going in. Um, Trent Heidley... Chandler did everything he could to keep the match close. That's that, that was kind of my opinion. I don't I don't know if that was his his game plan going in, keep it close and pick it off. I mean, I don't think he he thought Brooks was better than him, so I, maybe that wasn't what it was. But that's definitely what it looked like from my angle. You right. know, from the match, he he kind of backed up and stalled quite a bit, and then tried to pick it off late. Um, and it almost worked. It almost worked. I mean, Brooks had to literally pull the mat to save himself from getting taken down. True. Yeah. I mean. That's been the big talk in a few of the podcasts and uh, on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. You know, he he pulled him out. That should have been a point or whatever. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, I, I agree, but I'd have to watch the match again. I obviously, like I said, I was at at somebody's house watching the final, so I didn't watch every single second of it. But right, yeah, yeah I uh, I remember I actually did that one time in a match. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, I was I was my freshman year in high school, and I'm wrestling a senior, and he, he's got me on a single leg, and I'm trying to jump out of bounds, and I'm pulling the edge of the mat to pull myself out. Hey. I didn't even think anything of it. I was like I said, I was a freshman. I had been I've been wrestling for like two years at that point, and and uh, ref called me. I'm like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> Turns out you can't do that, guys. It's the point. Yeah, unless you're in the NCAA finals, wrestle for Penn State. Yeah, no bueno unless you're uh, you're you wrestle for the Nittany Lions. Uh, so, as you mentioned, Brooks picked up the win. He uh, is a national champ for Penn State. They got their fourth national title, uh, individual title. Um, but a few different things out of this weight, you know, kind of surprised me in a way. Parker Kekhaijan, I didn't think he was maybe at that good. You know, he barely beat Tate Samuelson, I think, um, in the Big 12 finals. And he makes it to the semis. 
He beats Bolin, which I thought Bolin was going to win, uh, make it to the semis. But he beats Bolin in the se- uh, semis to make the semis and loses to Brooks six to four. Uh, he wrestles back in the backside, takes third. But uh, you know, Louis Dupre kind of fell to. I think the schedule. I I don't know. Maybe that's not entirely it, but he. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I I don't know. You know, I I think Louis better than what we, what we saw from him this year at the national tournament. I mean, don't get me wrong. Eighth place, pretty darn good. Um, you know, he's an All American, whatever. But I just think he's in the top four for sure. Yeah, I mean, I have a hard time looking at it and saying, yeah, no, that's a good performance, or like, yeah, you know, it's, it's not a good. Performance. I mean, he, how many times has he beaten Nino Bonacorsi? I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. I think he majored him last year, right? I, he's beaten him like six or seven times. I mean, yeah. going back to high school, he wrestled him in the Super 32 finals and he beat him up. I mean, yeah. Nino Bonacorsi's in the finals at 97. and True. He did it controllingly, convincingly up until the finals, and then here's Louis Dupre down in eighth place. I mean, it's – I don't know. It's definitely, definitely something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he, he has the win over Greg Harvey. Um, you know, he beats Hopkins, and he loses to Posnanski, which Posnanski's tough, but I just didn't think he was going to beat Louis Dupre, right? Yeah, well, I didn't I didn't think so either. And then I, I think it was Ben Askren was mentioning, because obviously Ben Askren par- coached Parker Kekheisen in high school, and yeah. I guess it was at like junior trials or junior nationals or something last yeah. year where Posnanski beat Parker Kekheisen, and uh, I guess – Askren like picked on him and say, Who are you losing? Why are you losing to this bum? Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. And here's Poznanski freaking taking fourth at nationals. Yeah. So Dupre goes to the uh, Wrestlebacks. He picks up a win over Webster of Minnesota, which, you know, that's a good win. Webster's tough to make uh, to advance, and uh, he, he loses to Wilson, Britt Wilson. He had a good tournament. I didn't think. I don't know if I even had Britt Wilson. We, we pulled on him. We, we totally tooled on him in the pre-match. Yeah, no, we did. And I feel bad. The dude definitely proved us all wrong, but we definitely were like, who's this guy? He's a seven seed. Like yeah. he doesn't belong here. What's he doing? Yeah. And he, he obviously, he, yeah, he looked good. Right. I mean, NIU uh, picked up an all American for NIU. Um, another program that's not really talked about too much, but good one for the program. Um, picking up an all American. A few other guys at this weight were, I think it was just uh, JT Brown, right? Maybe it was, no, Taylor Brown. Taylor Brown's an 84-pounder out of Army. That was their other New York guy at this weight. So, Louis Dupre was New York's third All-American um, this year. We picked up three. Obviously, we would have had a few more if the EIWA guys were there. but Yeah, I mean, EIWA had two All-Americans. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Two Louis Dupre, all- yeah. I didn't think of that. I mean, actually, I think Willie tweeted it just because he, people are upset, right, that they didn't yeah, – or they got too many allocations. But, yeah, next year will be different. Zach Hartman was the other one. Yeah, Bucknell. Yeah. Yep. Moving so, up to one oh, – go ahead. No, go, you're good. I was gonna, go yeah. Ahead. yeah, moving up to 197, we got A.J. Ferrari mm-hmm. and Nina Bonacorsi in the finals. You know, people kind of looked at this and were like, all right, you could – pick a lot of these guys you know some people had rocky elam in the finals um or at least in the semis i picked ferrari versus bonacorsi in the finals and i picked ferrari as a champ and you know i was right i felt good again picking up this this weight but uh aj ferrari yeah see you in the finals baby yeah no he uh he's electrifying 
I don't care what you say about him. Like people obviously are like, oh, he's a tool bag. No, nah, I, I, I like it, you know. Dude, yeah. I'm full blown 180. Like I'm, I'm on the bandwagon now. <laughs> yeah. All in. Like this dude's freaking awesome. You're, like, you're, you're talking about a guy stay off Twitter, which I mean, he was on social media be- between the the, uh, or before the finals that day. Yeah, uh, with George. Marshall. <laughs> he, he, he got a haircut, dude. <laughs> He he went to he went to St. Louis, uh, you know, haircut on wheels like mobile haircut, like in some dude's van, and he got <laughs> you know shaped up. You know, he got had to look good for that final ESPN interview. Thought that was funny. I love him. The only, the, the only bone I ever had to pick with him was was, was with his Jordan yeah. Burroughs situation. Yeah, him calling him out. Yeah, I still don't agree with that, but at the end of the day, like this dude, I'm a fan. Like this guy's nuts. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he, what was he? Well, he's probably a fresh 19 years old at yeah, that time, yeah. right? So, Absolutely. I mean, he, even now, like, he's still, like, some of these guys tweet and say stuff on social media that they have no business no talking business. about. And then they look back in a couple of years and they're like, wow, that was kind of, you know, whether it was immature or whatever. Um, but, you know, I like what he does. I mean, a lot of it's not – It's I mean, it's harmless. So um, No, I, for sure. I loved every second of this dude. I mean, he, he, he was the – he stole the show. Yeah, and then he walks back to the mat and like takes his ankle bands off and shoots him down. Like, like seven minutes later, dude, yeah. he walked off, got this stuff done, and like seven minutes later, they're like, "Oh, hey, we need your ankle bands." He walks back and still celebrates. Like he still throws them up. And like, what is this guy doing? I love it. I love every bit. Yeah, he's just he's full of himself. Um, then he's in the weight room two days later with people at Oklahoma State, and the, the, I mean. They're probably his buddies, but they're not like yoke heads, right? And he's just flexing in the mirror with them and all that stuff. And uh, you know, he threw his headgear up to the fans and all that stuff. It's it was cool to see. And then you know him dabbing it up with uh, Gable Stevenson for that finals picture. Dude, the perfect the perfect storyline. Okay, we need it. We need every bit of this. I need AJ Ferrari to go put on about fifty pounds, maybe thirty pounds. I don't really care how much weight you put on. Put on some weight. All right. He already said he wants to go heavyweight. Yeah, but we're gonna need him to be able to beat Mason Paris. That's that's the thing. You need to be you need to put on enough weight to where you can beat Mason Paris, and then we need a whole season, a whole season of buildup. We need AJ Ferrari, Gable Stevenson. I don't care if y'all adapted up and we're friends now, right? How many times do you see that in the UFC or WWE? They're friends and then they're not, then they are, then they're not. Yeah, I need you two to absolutely obliterate each other on social media for the next 365 days. <laughs> So at the NCAA Finals, we get the biggest, the biggest match in NCAA history with AJ Ferrari versus Gable Stevenson in the NCAA Finals. What's uh, what's Gable gonna? Uh, what's the news he's gonna break? Dude, I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. I can't. Even, I cannot think because if it's, it can't be. It can't be like I'm leaving the sport. I mean, Olympic I trials know. are next weekend. He's not. He's not putting that extra stress on himself right now with with olympic trials in three days four days maybe uh vince mcmahon tweeted back to him i don't know i didn't check that but uh yeah so obviously today's sunday he said he will he's got breaking news coming out tomorrow on monday um yeah i I can't wait to see what that's all about yeah i I have no clue and you know i'm gonna be tweeting it the second it comes out i already put i put on notifications for him just so i don't miss it (laughs) yeah um, something surprising at 197 though, just to jump back on topic of that, uh, Eric Schultz went two and two as a two seed, kind of shocking. He lost his first match by pin, um, to Pence. The Yakima Hall, fantasy team did not wrestle well. 
And yeah. it started when Eric Schultz lost first round. Yeah, that's not a... Way to set the tone, Eric! It's supposed to be a leader! Who uh, who had Eric in the finals? Jimmy, I think, right? Uh, Maybe. I think he had him in the finals. I had Bona Corsi coming from that side, so I, yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah, you and I had the, the finals, right? Um, no, I had, I had Miles in the finals. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad I was wrong. Right, yeah. We got but... to see what we got to see, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, another couple of New York guys that, you know, represented the Empire State out in uh, St. Louis was, I think it was just JT Brown and Trey Rogers. Um, so yeah. a, few, a few other New York guys in this weight. Moving up to 285 pounds, as we mentioned, Gable Stevenson picked up the national title over Mason Paris. Uh, he didn't attack his way through the tournament like he said he was going to, which, I mean, hey, it's it's hard to freaking run by tech through an Neither did Spencer Lee. Yeah, neither did Spencer Lee, but, I mean, Spencer Lee didn't say that he was going to. No, Gable said he was going to. <laughs> All right. Um, well, maybe so, Spencer should. Maybe, maybe he'll get more fans if he comes out and says some crazy stuff. He just said he had two. No, he didn't have any ACLs. That's pretty. Hey, look crazy. what happened! Yeah, I, I bought a T-shirt that day. <laughs> Did you buy one from uh what that Courtney? Yeah, yeah, I got one. It's it's actually my washer. I was gonna wear it. I was gonna wear it for a freaking thing, but I, I didn't get the chance to switch my laundry around yet. So, damn it! I'll have yeah. I'll have it for uh Olympic trials episode. Yeah, that's exciting. That's that's awesome. Um, so yeah, Gable Stevenson. He he beats Kirk Vliet in the quarters. Um, that was a match. I think Kirk Vliet took him down. Right. Yeah, he scored a takedown. Yeah, so that was you know good to see Kirk Fleet. He obviously had a, in a sense, he had a better tournament than Big Tens. Um, I think he just he wrestled a little bit better. I mean, he who did he, he he lost to Gable and he lost to Schultz. Yeah, um, yeah. He, in the blood round, he beat Harris of Oklahoma State, which you know, yeah, it's a good win. I mean, Harris beat Elam in the round before that, and then he uh, <clears throat> he lost to Schultz, which Schultz is tough. He's a tough dude. International and, man travel. And, you know, I picked Cassiopeia over Schultz in that quarters up top. You know, Cassiopeia, he is yep. – he's on that level. He's he's the third best guy in the country. He's on the third tier, right? Yeah. I mean, I we, mean, we talked about that. He's never going to pass those two. No. I mean, Schultz, obviously – I mean, what did he place? Yeah, so he beat uh, Kreml. I think, like I said, Schultz and Cassiopeia, four and five, both of them, I think – should have been the third seed like one of them should have been the third seed right yeah absolutely i mean that, that was a three four up top but it is what it is i mean they were gonna finish three four anyway so it doesn't really they finished where they should have finished yeah <clears throat> mason oh. paris down low gets a pin gets a tech gets a major gets a pin he cruised to the finals and uh you know he wrestled stevenson a little bit tougher um but really? didn't, didn't have what it took no he's just he's just not there i mean uh, we, not there. we thought he was he's not i mean hey we're gonna we could see that match, you know, next weekend, right? Yeah, I mean, you got to think Gable's going to be the one seed. Yeah. Gable's the one, Gwiz is two, maybe. Yeah, I don't know how things work out, you know. Argue, there's an argument for Mason to be over Gwiz, but I, I right. think they're going to they're gonna give it to Gwiz. I mean, they're one and one, and Gwiz is the, you know, returning world team member. Right. But that's got to be your two, three. Yeah, right. I would imagine. I, yeah. I mean, without looking at the entries and all that stuff, it's hard for me to uh, – to make calls on that, but I'm still, I'm picking Gable and I'm, I mean, we'll yeah, get I saw, I saw your uh, list of who you think is going to win next week. I should probably get on that. Look, all right. Everybody will hear it too soon. It's not yet. It's not yet. But, uh, yeah. So my Twitter. 
285, uh, a few other New York guys that I mean, we had a few New York guys at this weight. Uh, Deontay Wilson wrestled, um, but we had O'Doyle, Zach Knightenward, Skyler, and Wilson. Uh, so we had four guys again represented at this weight. Um, that about covered it for the, the, the national tournament. You know, the, the team scores Iowa picked up our 24th, I think, maybe 25th team title. I think it was 24. Um, we picked up another national team title. We haven't picked up one since 2010. So as a Hawkeye fan, that, that pumped me up. Yeah, but do um, you really feel good about that? I don't feel – yeah, I mean, I don't feel good about it. We went one and two in the finals, yeah, and Penn State went four for four. Right? How many times How many times has a team walked out of the NCAAs with a, with a national title and felt bad? I, I think the saving grace – for this year was the fact they ended at 125 with Spencer Lee, right? If if they yeah, would have if true. they would have started at 25 and ended at 285, right? They they pick up the, the national title at the beginning of the night and then they lose two and Penn State, you know, picks up four during that process. It's just I think the saving grace was that they ended with Spencer Lee. He told national the thousands of people watching on ESPN that he pretty much was the baddest killed. dude in the freaking world. And uh yeah. That that's kind of what set it for me. Obviously, it sucked to see as a Hawkeye fan. I mean, I was getting taxed left and right, and I was like, just shut shut up. You know, I don't I don't want to hear it. You're right, and uh, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, Hawkeye took first, Penn State second, and then Oklahoma State third. And I called it. I had Iowa, Penn State, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State balled out. They did. They balled out. We didn't even talk about Wyatt Sheets, dude. Thirty three seed placing. Not e- yeah, not even supposed to be at the tournament. Right. He was scheduled for surgery on Thursday. Yeah. It's a um, phone call on, I think, Monday or Tuesday, and they're like, hey, was, we need you to make weight in wrestling. They're like, oh, okay. Let me just go be an All-American. Because Aiden Alvarez, right? It was a 49? No. no, no, no. It was 57. 57. Okay, yeah, yeah. He, he cut, steps in, and he is an All-American. That moment that him and John Smith shared, right, yeah, was, when he became an All-American, it was pretty special just because – he, he yeah he was supposed to have surgery this this the weekend of NCAA's yeah and, yeah dude comes out balls out places and then and then Arizona State takes <clears throat> take the team trophy I don't I didn't see a stat or anything but you got to think it's been a long time since they took home a team trophy yeah true I mean even when they had two champs I don't think they had a team trophy that year when, when no because they didn't they didn't have the, the the team depth that they did this year right right That's- and uh, but it was cool because. Perry, Mark Perry, coaches at Arizona State. Chris Perry coaches at Oklahoma State. They both pick up a team trophy. I didn't think about that. That's good. Yeah, That's I think good. I saw a picture uh, posted on Instagram maybe, and uh, they were standing with their third and fourth place trophies, and it was kind of cool. Dude, that John Smith, Mark Perry family is just yeah. insane, man. It's the first family wrestling. It's just and then, like, Cooperman's related to them, right? Is he? I think he's like married to like one of their daughters or nieces or something. Maybe not. Um, I just I feel like I listened to a podcast with Cooperman on it, and he's like, we went to a family, you know, Christmas or whatever, and we're all on the wrestling, the lawn, and we're doing low singles and stuff like that. I'm almost positive that he married one of the uh, Perrys or Smiths or whatever it is. Yeah, I haven't heard that. That's funny. Yeah, so it's just it's kind of funny that I mean that that family is so freaking dominant and. Uh, I mean, obviously not even on the wrestling match, right? Baseball right. field. <clears throat> so, yeah, that that about covers it for the national tournament, though, to get off topic. Get back yeah. on topic. <laughs> we got off topic so many times. I'm yeah. cool with it, though. I mean, we haven't talked in a week. It, it's been a freaking yeah. long week. 
Um, you tried to schedule I, this, what, three times? Yeah, I mean, as I texted you uh, right before NCAAs on that Wednesday, Thursday, I posted a thing on uh, Instagram of me jumping rope, punching a punching bag, and 30 hours later, some douchebag sets the gym on fire. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we, we've been up there gutting it out, painting it, uh, spray foaming it, painting it again, putting up sheetrock. Um, you know, it's it's a long process. And that actually, the guy that owns the gym, his daughter is uh, um, wrestling in the, the girls' freestyle event down in Pennsylvania. He's She's tough. She's a tough girl. And uh, she's got the uh, – I mean, if, if she wants to, she could – she can definitely wrestle in college someday. I think she's only in like eighth or ninth grade. So yeah, it was just a shitty, shitty kind of week, even though the NCAAs were going on and it was yeah. just a long week. I was busy. You were busy. Sorry. We finally, we finally brought it to you. Yeah. Um, we did have, we had a couple of listener questions regarding NCAAs. I say we get into those before yeah. we, yeah, you know, I had a few too. Yep. Um, the, the, I think the, one of my favorite questions you know, obviously, from being from Section Four and Six Hundred Seven, um, Mr. Jimmy Overheiser, we had him on the show last week. Had a really good question. How does Cornell? I'm actually going to kind of change it a little bit. How does the Ivy League change the team race? Does does Cornell win, or does Cornell give Penn State the team title? Does Cornell win? Um... To be honest with you, I don't know because just look at the last chance qualifier. Chris Foka beats exactly. Max Dean, right? They have studs in their weights. Tech, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, Cornell's, I think, top two at this this tournament. And so, so you got to, I mean, if you look at it like this, right? Chris Foka texts Max Dean. He gives Mark Hall everything he can handle at the, at the dual tournament they had out in North Carolina. Yep. Can Chris Foka beat Starochi? Can Chris Foka beat Kemmerer? Yeah. I mean, Kemmer, I mean, Mark Hall yeah. beat Kemmerer. That's at 74. You got Max Dean at 84. You got Darmstadt. You got Julian Ramirez. I mean, I don't know where Hunter Richard fits into the picture, but I think he's All-American Hunter contender. Richard. Hunter Richard's not in the lineup. Well, he's coming back next year, and that's because well, Rob I mean, Cole like thinks he's, he's in a starting spot. Rob Cole thinks he's going to probably start next year. So that's why he's coming back next year. That's why he foregoed this year. And, you know, he kind of took some he, kind of whatever, maybe he didn't even go to college or, you know, enroll in classes just so he can come back next year. Because Rob Cole thinks he's going to be, um, you know, in the lineup somewhere. Yeah, but I don't know where. where? I mean, yeah. you, got, you got Yanni 49, you got Yapujan 57, Julian 65. I mean, is he better than Julian? I don't know. I yeah, don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I'm not down in Ithaca. Um, can't tell you, but I mean, I'll tell you, but I yeah, can't Cornell, tell you. dude, they could have, uh, they could have challenged the Hawkeyes and, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they win it this year. I don't think, I don't think that's the case yet. Yeah. It's hard. Um, no. Then again, Spencer was zero ACLs. They got, a, they got a heavyweight. That's pretty darn good. Right. Yeah. Vito. I mean, Vito, Vito can beat Spencer with no ACLs. Did you see his motion? Yeah, you're not keeping up with Vito Vito with that motion. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely a hard hard task for Spencer Lee. Um, but yeah, that's that lineup right there. You can't look at it and say, all right, they're not going to be yeah. the top two team. Yeah. So, great question, Jimmy. Um, you know, former Cornell wrestler, Cornell alum. Um, yeah, I, I think Cornell's right there to 
to be top two this year with, with that lineup. So next year, yeah, um, you know, the, the especially if everybody comes back, even you know, not even Iowa, just just in general, like Ohio or Oklahoma State and and Michigan and and all these colleges, uh, next year's team race could be exciting. Yeah, no, absolutely, and and you got the sweepstakes of Shane Griffith and Real Woods. Who, who are they going? Where's Gas Tank Gary going from Fresno State? Where's Gas Tank Gary going? <laughs> Where's Gas Tank Gary going? <laughs> yeah, no, um, yeah, there's there's definitely uh some weights that you know if if those guys go into uh some college that obviously needs them and uh they're they're gonna play they're gonna be a game changer for sure. Yeah, I guess the the sweepstakes for Griffith is down to Michigan and, and Penn State, um, hmm. which kind of sucks because both of those guys, both those teams are are challengers for a team title and he's only going to make them even tougher and real woods the only place i've heard is michigan um i know that wisconsin's kind of a player because of his relationship with seth gross they got they were pretty close true um but those that's the only place i've really heard is michigan um and it's and they're not coming into i mean i know real woods isn't going anywhere until january I think Shane Griffith is free after this year, after this semester. What about Abbas? Right, he's another stud. Yep, absolutely. I I don't know. I I don't know anything about Abbas. I couldn't tell you. I, I gotta imagine he goes like Oregon State or somewhere. I I would assume he stays out west, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, he he picked Fresno State because that's obviously where his where his dad went and where his uncle went. And I know this is kind of not because Shane Griffith's a Jersey guy, right? He's he's a East Coast guy. But yeah. if you like the West Coast, Cal Poly him and Bernie Truax back to back. You could be hopeful, but that ain't happening. <laughs> That's not happening. No, I know. I mean, I was <laughs> looking at him like, yeah, I could see that. And then I was like, no, Shane Griffith's an East coast guy. He's not staying out there um, after Stanford, you know, if they do drop their program. So, yeah. Anybody, anybody saying Cornell, throw it out of your heads, guys. I, I, sorry. You can't compete as a grad student at the Ivy league. So they're not, they're not going, they're not going to Cornell. Um, sucks, but it's just not it's not happening um yeah yeah that, that that's my that's my take on those those guys so far um yeah 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 i lied i didn't have any questions they were they were more just comments um somebody tweeted uh they didn't tweet they sent a dm to the more wrestling twitter and there were more comments they weren't questions but we kind of I know could... i had questions but for some reason the dang pictures i sent you weren't loading so i don't know what they were oh yeah i don't either yeah, I have no idea. But that about covers for the the 2021 NCAA tournament breakdown preview or recap. Um, it was a good season, you know, even though it started like January, and we only had like two and a half months of it. You know, I didn't hate it though. I mean, no. you got to think if you don't if you don't have the COVID restrictions, you're getting tournaments every weekend, and you're gonna have monsters smashing monsters every weekend of the season. Right. I mean, I guess we kind of have that now, even you know before, but not not quite as much. I'd like to see. I'd like to see. I I want a dual season and a tournament season with a dual championship, no different than indoor and outdoor track have an indoor and outdoor national championship. Yeah, interesting. I mean, I so want to no, be opposed. I, I want a dual championship, man. It'd be it'd be awesome. Even you know. The team race at NCAAs is amazing every year. It's a huge component. But if I have to sacrifice that for a dual meet championship, I'm taking it. That's how I feel. That's my opinion. 
I want a dual meet championship. It's it's how we market the sport better. I mean, if you look at the ratings from dual meets to, to I mean, NCAs might be a little bit of an outlier there, but if you look at like Midlands or or something like that, or or Southern Scuffle, I mean, we're obviously that's a flow thing, so it's a little more directed towards wrestling fans. But you know, the, the ratings for dual meets are way higher than like a Midlands or something like that. So I just you market dual meets way easier than you can market tournaments. Yeah, you're right. I mean, <clears throat> I sold out Carver Hawkeye Arena, right? There's a ton of people going to to watch um, them versus whether it's Iowa State or Oklahoma State or Ohio State or any Big Ten schools. But then you have Midlands where, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Hawkeye fans there, but not nearly as much as there are in Carver Hawkeye. So, yeah, no, I agree. Um, having a tournament with like a dual meet tournament um, would be kind of cool. And in like a big arena, you know, tons of fans, um, kind of you, a storyline with it. It'd be awesome. I mean, the NWCA used to try, try to do a national duels for a long time. Right. But right. It, it wasn't the national title. It was, it had no implication with the NCAA. If you slap on a logo of NCAA national champion, you're going to get people flock into that event. No different than you get people flock into the NCAA tournament. It's one of the, the the highest revenue events that the NCAA gets every year. Yeah. It's five or three days of 20,000 people in an arena. You can't imagine you're getting any more money anywhere else. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And that's another thing where um, obviously the that drew a lot, St. Louis, whatever. But, again, they had 3,500 people. Um, I, I don't know. We're at NCAAs next year. I mean – it's not in Tulsa, Detroit. Detroit. Detroit, Detroit next year. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think if we have a dual meet championship, it, it would, uh, and, and something similar to that fashion, it, it would be good for the sport. I mean, people aren't going to see it now because we're used to the, the individual tournament and having that kind of layout. But <clears throat> I think of a dual meet uh, tournament would be would be huge. I think. Yeah, I say we do a first half of the season from from November. To say January, I don't know twelfth, right? January twelfth, your dual, your national, your national dual tournaments that weekend. Then you go into your tournament season. You guys tournaments from national from January thirteenth to, you know, February twenty seventh when conferences start, and then bang, right into NCAA's. And you also got to look at like Pennsylvania. They had their state tournament a couple weeks ago, and now they just had their state dual meet tournament, right? They have their state dual meet tournament after their individual tournament. I don't like that. I, th- I mean, right. Pennsylvania always does that. Actually, no, they don't. Right? That's just this year thing? I don't know. I mean, I don't follow it, I guess, as close because yeah, I definitely I'm not don't a Pennsylvania guy. Quite as much. I, I follow their individual one, obviously, because it's the best wrestling in the country. But mm-hmm. um, I, I want the duels before the, the tournament. That's just my personal opinion. I don't – I mean, I guess if, if I get it, I'll take it either way. But Yeah. Thanks again for listening to episode 29 of More Wrestling's podcast. We'll be back soon.